0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Pre Med Perspectives. I'm Lassia, and I'm here joined with Ambika, and we're here with a really special guest today. Her name is Sabina Spinger, and she is a she is a M two at University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. I saw her on Instagram. Um, her at is at the Curly Med, and if you want to see her on Twitter, her Twitter is just her name, Sabina Spinger. We're gonna link those in the show notes. But we were really, really interested in sitting down with Sabina today because she sounded like someone who is so passionate about public health, which is something that Ambika and I are really interested in. For sure. Yeah, like if you guys don't know right now, I'm kind of doing a public health concentration and Ambika plans on pursuing an MPH in med school. So we really want to sit down with her, get to know her a little bit and talk about her experience blending medicine and public health. So Sabina, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on to our podcast today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Also, side note, this is something that happens a lot, but my last name is pronounced
2: Spigner. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs>
0: thank you. I'm so sorry about oh, that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no, it's okay. It happens all the time. <laughs> okay, Sabina, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to learn about public health. So why don't you introduce yourself? You can talk about what phase you are in your medical experience right now.
1: Yeah, so I am currently a second year medical student at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. Um, So that just means that I'm in my preclinical phase um, and my school is pretty traditional in their curriculum. So the first two years, we're just in lecture learning all of like, you know, all the nitty gritty about the basic sciences and the organ systems. And then we take our big board exam, which I have to take in April of next year. Um, And then after that, I'll be a third year student where I'll be in the hospital. Um, So I'm just every day right now, especially during COVID at my desk studying sitting in front of
0: screens. <laughs> well, good luck. I know you're going to kill the board yeah, exam, yeah. but I know that's a little bit far into the future. So let's take a step back. Let's talk about what got you interested in public health and, and you know, really talk about why you went after it.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't really understand what public health was, or like even know that it was really a thing until my junior year of college. Uh, During that time, I took a course. It was an elective called Women's or Policy of Women's Health, I think. Um, And that course was really what sort of set me on this whole path about being interested in reproductive health, in LGBT health, and in public health. Um, We did a lot of, of. interesting reading and and research during that course in all of those fields um given the the name of the course being politics of women's health and i took a deep dive after the course into like really seeing what i could do with my interests because i had to do a final project for that course and i ended up doing a project of um serving uh, lesbian and bisexual uh, women identifying patients and seeing how their experiences were in the healthcare system. Because I myself as like a black gay woman had had a, a negative experience and a couple negative experiences. And so I was just curious to see if this was like something that was unique to myself or uh, you know experienced across the board. And unfortunately the latter was true um, as we've seen in the literature and, and as I discovered through my project. And so through that, I was like, oh, wow, I like I think I could really like I think I want to like help with this and like really make an impact in this area. And so I just sort of hopped on Google and, and, you know, I was like, what do I need to do to, to to become an expert in these areas and to get the tools that I need to make an impact for these patients and in the field? Um, I don't remember the direct Google route that I took, but you know, after like one of those rabbit hole nights, I ended up stumbling across public health and, uh, and I sort of never looked back and I was really passionate about that and really interested in getting those tools um, specifically in research and in patient care that would help me be able to, to affect change for um, reproductive health and LGBTQ
2: plus healthcare. Yeah. The thing I really love about public health and the reason I want to pursue it is how vast it is. It can be applied to so many different um, aspects of like our healthcare system and like just the world. Like you're interested in helping women and people in the LGBTQ community. Like that's so amazing. Yeah. Um, I know I'm interested in helping people with obesity and lifestyle. Yeah. There's so many things you can apply it to. So that's one of the reasons I really love it. And I also really like
0: how she was able to kind of take a look at medicine in a more quality control type of way and see okay this was my personal experience and I wonder if people are doing the same thing and that's really kudos to you that Mm -hmm. you're able to reflect on that I
2: think the public health meshed with the medical school really make for really well-rounded doctors who understand um, more than just the medicine for sure
1: oh yeah I completely agree like social medicine is is something I wish that like more physicians and physicians in training were aware of. And I think more medical schools these days are, are understanding that that's important and they're starting to build that into the curriculum.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. So I know that I want to part of um, our med school their direct med program. They have dual enrollment. So I know I want to do the MPH along with the med school. So can you talk a little bit about your journey with the MPH? Like how did that work prior to when, the med school, yeah. when, just the whole timeline?
1: Yeah, I, um, so backing up, I graduated from University of Pennsylvania undergrad in 2016, and I needed to boost my application before applying to medical school, and so I decided to apply to like post and master's programs in science, and I ended up going to Chatham University for uh, MS in bio, and I did two years there, and then after that, I was like, man, I, I really want to go to medical school still, obviously, I did all of this work for it. But I also want a master's of public health. And I didn't think that my numbers because I had really low um, undergrad GPA, I didn't think that that would be good enough for me to get into a dual degree program. Um, and so I I knew that I wanted this MPH, though, regardless. So I decided to pursue it while applying to medical school. And so I like looked into doing um. Uh, what do you call it? I looked into doing an accelerated master's of public health program and that's what I ended up doing. So I applied to the Jefferson um, LEAP program and it's a, it was a nine month program. I think it's actually 10 months. Uh, And, and I did that starting in 2018 and um so September 2018 through June of 2019 and so I did all of that while I was applying to medical school so like at the beginning of my MPH program the first semester I was also flying around the country interviewing for medical school uh, while doing all of this master's degree work And, and that was like really a lot to balance but it was definitely worth it and I I'm so glad that I got it um before medical school, because just coming into medical school with that, like one with like the research tools that I gained through that sort of qualitative program um, have been invaluable to me at a research program like Pitt, uh, but also just that knowledge of social medicine and and having that lens um, of public health while approaching this material in medical school has been really helpful for myself. And it's been really fun to talk about with my peers as well.
0: You are a busy bee. You have now three degrees. (laughs) You haven't even entered med school. A huge congratulations to you for being able to pull that off. I know I I wouldn't have been able to pull it off. And I really appreciate how honest and vulnerable you are in saying, you know what, I had some deficiencies in my undergrad and I wanted to fill them in. I wouldn't say deficiencies, but there were some things you wanted to improve before Mm -hmm. going to med school. And I know one of the bigger debates in gap years and pursuing masters is do I do something like a hard science masters or do I do something like a public health masters or something more in the social science realm that includes a little bit more of a holistic lens. So for someone who is listening to this and is wondering how can I strengthen my med school application post-graduation, what advice do you have for them on this the track they should pick and on the master's program they should pick hard science versus more social science?
1: Yeah, I think that depends on where your weaknesses, quote unquote, uh, lie. So if you need to boost your GPA, um, really show medical schools that you can handle the rigor of the science courses, then the route that you should be taking is either a post back, whether it's a formal program or a do-it-yourself program. Uh, you could do a special master's program which is um, a program through a medical school that usually has some sort of agreement with the school where if you get like X GPA and X number on your MCAT then you get an interview at the school uh, and you get the master's degree. Uh, Or you could do what I ended up doing which was a hard science master. So a master's of science in biology or a master's of science in whatever. Um, When you start to Google these programs, they'll come up, but. It all boils down to that you should be doing a science program to boost your GPA, uh, whether that's post back or, or graduate, it needs to be science. Uh, because the whole point of doing that is to show admissions committees that you're able to, to you know, pass in medical school and you're able to handle the rigor that is required of you as a student studying all of these sciences. Um, On the flip side, if you graduate um, undergrad and you're like, oh, my numbers are fine, um, but I still, you know, I I just want to, like, take a gap year um, and do something else, and I'm interested in public health, uh, then go for it and do a master's of public health. I will say, though, that if you're interested in public health and you don't necessarily need that, like, additional um, thing on your application, then doing a dual degree program is usually more financially favorable because a lot of programs will offer you the MD and MPH at a discounted price, meaning that, like, the tuition for your MPH is usually less. Uh, for example, I ended up paying like the full normal price of a, of a master's program. I think it was like 80000 I didn't pay for it, I took out loans for it. <laughs> um, but you, <laughs> You know, if you do it, like if I had done a, a dual degree program um, at some programs that I, I ended up getting into, the master's degree was like $24,000. So it's a pretty hefty discount. And it's definitely something to look into before making that decision. Um, for me, I came from such low undergrad numbers. I had a 2.55 like, 5 science GPA and like a below 3.0 overall GPA that I, I was really... Um, Keen on making sure that my application was super, super strong when I applied so I could get in the first round. And so, you know, I I got a 4.0 in my master's of science program. And then, and that probably would have been okay enough. um, But I also had a gap year to take while applying to medical school. And I was like, let me just throw in another master's degree while I know that I want it. Um, And, and so I did that. So I did the MPH to, to help my application in a different way than the hard science masters helps. Um, But also because I wanted it and I would have gotten it either way, whether it was before med school, during med school or after med school, like an MPH would definitely be somewhere on my CV. um, And I just happened to be able to squeeze it in
2: before like Lassia said, I'm so happy how open you are, how vulnerable you are. I think it's so important that us and the listeners hear that instead of sugarcoating, like you have to tell it how it is. And
0: And it's a huge thing in the pre-med and med community now where everyone's like, oh yeah, these are my grades and they were excellent. And, you know, I did work hard, but you know, I just pranced into med school and I think it's creating such a toxic environment. And I'm really glad that you're able to be so open about it. And I'm really excited to see how your path in medicine takes off. So-
2: Yeah, so we just want to know, how do you plan on integrating your public health degree with medicine?
1: Yeah, um, so I so far as a student, I've integrated it a lot in terms of my research, and that's something I definitely plan to continue doing um, when I'm no longer a trainee in forever amount of years. But um, I I, I use it right now a lot because I do qualitative research in reproductive health and um, LGBTQ plus healthcare, and my like whole thing is about improving care and increasing access to care for um, sexual and gender minority patients. Um, and through the public health program and degree that I have, I was able to really learn a lot about qualitative research, um, which is certainly you don't need a public health degree to do that. It was I was just fortunate enough to be in a program that was able to um, sort of mold me into this qualitative researcher that I am now. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, but beyond just research and sort of using that social medicine lens during during research, in terms of my practice, I'm, I'm gonna use it every day. And, and I'm really excited to, to step into the wards next year as a third year, because I don't even need to wait to be an attending or a resident to implement this knowledge that I have. Um, and honestly, last year, as the first year, I, I used it a bit because, for example, I was working, um, you know, we, we had a patient who just like couldn't see well and they couldn't afford glasses um but nobody had asked them like why they didn't pursue getting corrective lenses um you know when you like run through the list of like how are your eyes they were just like oh like they're blurry and then people would just move on Um, but in my conversation with this particular patient they were like yeah it's blurry and I was like oh like let's dive into that like why you know like are you able to to get glasses? um are you facing any sort of like barriers in that and and then we found out that they just couldn't afford to like go to a, you know, a lens crafter like where one would, would get their glasses traditionally. Um, and so I happened to know of a few resources around in the city that provide corrective lenses and eye exams to, um, to people who aren't able to afford it because they don't have insurance. And so I was able to connect them with that resource and they were super grateful for that. Um, So those are just like small examples of how you can make an impact using social medicine as a guiding lens when you're a a practicing physician or a medical student, Um, really just taking into account that there's more to the patient than like just what you're seeing in front of you. So, you know, maybe don't prescribe the most expensive medication to them because they won't be able to afford it uh, once they leave the clinic, Um, you know, really taking into account that there are social determinants of health, which I could honestly spend the entire podcast talking about, but there are things that that factor into health care and health of a person um, than just like what's going on inside of the body. And these include education, physical environment, um, financial situations, employment, the list goes on and on. Um, but these are just things that I plan and and I, I think many physicians these days plan to incorporate into their care to ensure that their patients are really being able to achieve their best health once they leave the clinic office with you.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple things that you said that really resonated with me and I really want to speak on, and one of them is the idea of qualitative research. Right now, I'm a qualitative researcher, and I think compared to quantitative research where you're just looking at a person as a number, I love how in qualitative research we're able to look at, like you said, the social determinants and who they are as a person, and like you said, that is so important in medicine, and I think in a country like the United States, where we have such an interesting economic system, such an interesting social class system, it is so, so important for our future doctors like you to be able to take those factors into account, so Amazing talk today. If someone doesn't know about public health, I'm sure they learned so much from this podcast, but if there's something you have to tell someone who is interested in pursuing public health, whether it be in an MDDO lens or whether it be in a research lens, what advice would you give them?
1: Hmm. I I always... So, I mean, I guess it not really, related really to your question, but like one of the things Go I off, always, good. <laughs> one of the things I always advise to people is just to like ask. Um, so, and this goes for like pre-meds interested or not interested in public health. Like if you're struggling with anything, just ask for help. Um, if you're interested in public health, just like ask someone. A lot of undergrads, schools these days do have like public health programs. I think Penn's is called like health in society or something fancy like that, but like it's public health when it boils down to it. So just like ask someone at your school, um, if they're interested or if you're interested in their field, um, particularly like a faculty member and they'll definitely talk to you. Like I ended up going the Google route, uh, which, which ended up leading me luckily to where I am today. But had I just asked one of my professors or somebody in the program, the public health program at my undergrad institution, I probably would have just gotten to where I, um, or come to the conclusion that public health was for me a lot faster. Um, and also, you know, there are so many public health programs that you can apply to. There's so many routes that you can take if you're interested in doing dual degree. Um, you also don't need to get it before or during medical school. You can do your public health degree after medical school, during residency, during fellowship, even afterwards. I I remember seeing some programs that offer. Um, Uh, master's training to physicians and like accommodate their schedule etc so if you're not sure it's for you and you don't want to make that commitment whether financially or time-wise right now then just don't like wait on it think about it talk to more people the opportunities will come up and you can make time for it um, later on if you do find that that's the route for you Um, so I, I guess that really just just all boil down to just doing your research, whether that be through Google or through asking people um, before you make that decision. But also, I really think that all healthcare providers of any field and discipline should uh, be educated in some way on public health. I'm really biased, obviously, but I think it—you know—having that social medicine background really takes you far in terms of the quality of patient care that you're able to provide and, and that your patients are able to receive. So. Um, you know, I encourage everyone who's interested in it to pursue it.
0: I think you answered the question in the best way possible. Yeah, I really like that you said ask for help. Medicine or any sort of healthcare field especially is such a, not competitive, but there's a lot of people applying for the same position and a lot of people have been through this cycle before, whether it be a physician, whether it be a med student, whether it be a faculty. And in my own experience, in my pre-med to med journey, there have been so many people out there that are so willing to help. And I think sometimes it's so hard to put yourself out there and ask, but the most wonderful things come to you when you really put yourself out there and people you'd be surprised are so willing to help. And that's kind of why we created the podcast because there's so many mentors out there who have helped us and we are so excited to bring mentors like you into the pre-med world um, and introduce you to our audience so thank you so much for your time today you have shed so much light on public health and congratulations on really pursuing your dreams and You're on the track to become a really baller (laughs) physician. I can tell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. And I'm always happy to talk with anybody about public health or their track to medicine. So please don't hesitate to reach
0: out. That's so nice of you. Make sure you guys check her out on Instagram at the Curly Med. And we'll see you next week for yet another episode. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Bye.